You're listening to Wanya's World, presented by Oodle Noodle. Welcome to the new Wanya's World. It is January 11th. It's fucking cold. The temperature is minus 7,000, and we are having a difficult day here at the Nation Network because two of our favorites passed away today on the same day, which is quite an amazing thing. John Short, longtime radio host in Edmonton and uh, general man about town, passed away at the age of 90. And then, shockingly, Robin Brownlee passed away today at the age of 65. And Robin Brownlee is one of ours. He is a nation. One of the originals? The first real writer. Yeah. Back in the day when we first started up, <clears throat> Jay and I were like, we can't start an Oilers website and we write for it. I'm like, no, what are you, an idiot? That won't work. We have to get <laughs> real writers, you know, like Pulitzer Prize winners and the like. We made a list of everybody that we wanted and we both agreed that Robin Brownlee was the best sports writer in town. And he'd just been let go by the sun because their newspapers were starting to ax the really high salaried employees. Right. And um, we went out to, uh, they sent me one-on-one with Robin Brownlee to Earl's West End. When I saw him come in, he was already mad because he was mad all the time because he was Robin Brownlee. <laughs> this is a generation. And he sat down and I was like, this is not going to go well at all. And I was like, do you want to be a part of the future? <laughs> he was like, what? And I explained it to him what I was going to do. And he's like, that's not going to work. I was like, what do you mean? <clears throat> he's like, you can't just start up your own Oilers website and just like the journal or something. I was like, why not? And at the time, it was 2008, there wasn't really a lot to point to and be like, just like that, but for us. Yeah. But luckily, the money cashed. And there was a time when I was working at a utility here in town mm-hmm. that most of my salary went to Robin Brownlee every month. Oh, just because you were working there, still trying to get Paying this him. off the ground, carrying that briefcase. I was making $3,900 a month and $2,000 a month was going to Robin Brownlee. Damn. Damn. And I remember sitting down with, I think it was one, the accountant doing my taxes. And he was like, I don't even know what to make of your finances. Why do you send all your money to this guy every month? <laughs> and like, he's helping me establish an Oilers website that's going to be quite popular one day. You'll see. But he took a chance with us. Right. Robin really did. And, you know, it wasn't a few weeks until we decided to pitch number two on our list, Jason Greger, who at the time ran the evening show. Yeah. Right. The gridiron show. <clears throat> and uh, same Earl's different Gregor. No, we went to Century Grill and uh, Gregor came in an even bigger deal in an even bigger, batter mood and said, <laughs> this is stupid. And we said, Robin Brownlee's going to work is working for us already. And Gregor flipped and was like, sure, I'll do it. You had known Gregor though before. No, no, no. First time I met him. J2? Yeah. Century girl, baby. For some reason, I always thought you guys like knew each other from way, way back. I didn't realize it was, uh, yeah, it was a pitch to start. Yeah. Hmm. How would I know Jason Greger? I have no idea. No, no, no. He would never have associated with me. (laughs) You know some guy who like works on Wall Street, so. That's true. I knew him because when we were 18, I knew him. Yeah, then you know a guy who got drafted in the first round in 1999. Are you the Tyson Berry of Edmonton? No, the opposite. (laughs) I only know like four people and two of them are Jason Greger. (laughs) True. So we are sad today and we're sad because, you know, now in 2024, so that's 15 years later. Yep. We're in a beautiful building. Yep. 
with air and lights and an elevator and televisions. And there's a whole bunch of us here and everyone's having a good time and turntables, turntables downstairs. We got studios in five nice cities. We the got best sold bakery ever best bakery. ever. We got sold and then sold again to Dane. So we all had to learn the Danish national anthem. Mm-hmm. None of that happens. If Robin Browning doesn't come right for our website, I promise you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, to get us something like this off the ground and get people involved in it and pay attention to it, you need to have um, like a reason to, and having someone with a big name like that, who people have watched or read his stuff before, I think that makes it uh, a much easier step to take because I know like personally, that would be what would make me go from A to B, not just like, Hey, there's a bunch of new people out here. You should go read their, or what I read their stuff. Like I already know this and this is over there. Like, Oh shit, that guy's going there. All right. Now I'll go over there. So I think there's a lot more people like me when it comes to this stuff than um, willing to start fresh with new people. So yeah, I know it's a, it's a rough day then it's a two really big, massive sports writers in this city kind of go on the same day. So it's, it's a tough day. It's a tough day. John Short, too, not to be uh, overlooked. He's a real interesting dude, especially in the life of Gregor, because Gregor got into radio kind of in his like late 20s. Yeah. He did a full stint in the oil patch with full head of hair. We wouldn't have recognized him. <laughs> and then he went to Nate and then John Short found him as a Nate guy. And took him under his wing and not only taught him how to be a radio host, but also how to sell advertising. But he went to John Short, no? I thought you said like he, he approached John Short and said, Hey, listen, like you, he looked up to him and said, Hey, well, yeah, can yeah. you like help me? Yeah. Show me the it's way like and whatnot. Grandfathering in of yeah. sports writing. That's kind of cool. Wow. I used to listen to that dude every night. Me too. I guess. Oh shit. What's the name of his show? Any sport, anytime. And I was on there from like nine to 12. Yep. And, and then we're six too old for us to be awake. 1260. Yeah, it was on twelve sixty. So. Okay, so then I remember turning it on, and then so yeah, you mean bedtime, whatever years these were, were between nine and twelve, anyways. But then you like wake up at like one in the morning, something like that, and so the show would be over, but your radio's still on, and then it's like reading ghost stories, Art Bell, or coast to yeah. coast with Art Bell. Yeah, dude, it so was so scary. Yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> get up, turn that off right away. Like, well, I'm up for an hour. <laughs> I listened to that too long. I used to listen. I had like a little radio my grandma gave me, and I put it under my pillow and listen to John Short and go to bed for years. Oh yeah, mine was just above my head. Like it was my, it was like your, um, like your uh, alarm radio. Yeah, yeah. So I just turned that on, and every night it was, it was that way for, I don't know, shit, years on years on Did you years. Your phone in? No, no. no. What was crazy about John Short? He took calls, but he took calls from kids. Oh. So like me and my little buddies, grade four, grade five, we'd like conspire at school. And then one of us would phone in and ask John Short a question. The rest of us <laughs> would just die laughing. And looking back at it now, I'm like, why would John Short take calls from kids? But there are a lot of Oilers fans in the city that became big Oilers fans because of John Short. I mean, yeah, if you just look at Twitter today, um, everybody... Yeah, all the all the sports guys said, "Hey, listen, you know, said whatever their their little piece or whatever," because obviously they looked up to the guy and he kind of they followed in his footsteps. But then just like average people, average dudes, all saying the exact same thing that I had to say. Like we sat there, you know, you listen to him every night, whether it was under your pillow or you know beside your bed or whatever the hell it was, you listen to him every night, and it was just a it was a staple for a ton. Of people, apparently. He did such a good job. Like, 
to have a team in the mid nineties that was so unlikable, <laughs> right? Even worse than decade of darkness, honest to God, like we were losing guys over 50 grand and shit. I, well, we came, it was on the, on the heels of perhaps the greatest team ever, right? Like the greatest dynasty or whatever you want to refer to that as. So you're on the heels of that. And you go from one end of the spectrum to the other and the economy going to hell and us being poor as well, it's, I mean, yeah, I was probably too young to to appreciate the rest of that shit. We couldn't afford anybody. And the guys oh, yeah, that were the team, Oilers, oh, the they team got was good. Ter- oh, yeah, no, that's, that's the fair. economy. I just meant like the Oilers economy. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real economy. SOS. How many players can the Oilers suck? SOS. Amen. Stay, Oilers, stay. Stay, Oilers, stay. Oh, yeah, there was there were some scary times, man. I thought we were going to Houston. And we like, were. The Kansas deal was City. Until Gary Bettman killed the deal. Yeah, well, so I mean. Stay, Oilers, stay thing. What's that? Yeah, so it was just less. It was like it was the headline. Okay. It was the Sun's head. I'm sure the journal they used had it too. cards in the newspaper and you're supposed to put them in the window. This is. Stay Oilers, stay. Take down your losing. walker and sign and put up your like, SOS sign. My grandmother's never got one somewhere. We were tripping, Kennedy. We were freaking out in those days. It was, it was terrible. The lead story on Sportsnet every night would, I remember it was the Oilers, like on a for sale sign for a house. That's crazy. And I'm like, where will the Oilers go now? I'm like, oh my God. Like Winnipeg left. Yeah. I mean, you, it was, it was there and it was very close to happening. Like we and I was worried about it, but at the same time, there was still enough of me that said, no, it just won't happen. So then Hawkington sold the team to Les Alexander, a guy in Houston. Yep. But ATB, God bless them, had a clause because they'd given debt to the Oilers and like to renovate the arena and do some other shit. If they tried to sell the team to a non-Edmonton person or to leave the market, ATB had a clause in their loan that they could find a new owner. <laughs> Pockington didn't know what he'd sign. So ATB had a clause in there that said, Hey, listen, if you want to get rid of us to someone else, we have an opportunity to veto that and do your job and go find an owner for this team and Think keep it where we want it to be. Think how smart it is. So they're the like, name. Hey, listen, we'll give you money, but we're now driving the car. And Pockington's <laughs> like, I have a deal done. I've sold the team. And ATB's like, no, you don't. Oh. And they put the EI, EIG together, the Edmonton investors group. Yeah, I remember which that. was like thirty or thirty-five people. Oh, I gotta go change my bank. ATB's the shit. That's fair. I, yeah, I got some. I think my mortgage is through them. But yeah, no, they, they have some uh, thanks to, to send them. Perhaps, oh, perhaps a card. Okay, nice card. An email. So uh, they go and put together the EIG, and the EIGs includes, I think, the Sun and the Journal. They put in a million dollars each to buy the team. Okay. And they bought the team off Pocklington. That's crazy. Get the fuck out There's of like here. There's like an episode of Suits that, that's like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's like they, the, there's a clause that they find that there's like a new owner that could take over if they, somebody else buys it, it right then and there kind of thing. I started binging that. Then I got bored and I stopped. So I, I might have to dip um, back in to yeah, get back I know, to this. I'm starting it again and it's, I forgot how good it is. Suits? Especially, yeah, especially. You yeah. would watch a Meghan Markle show on purpose? Well, I don't think it's a it Meghan once. Markle show. I think it's uh, the other guy's show and she's just a part of Harvey it. Specter, I only know one person on that show. And yeah, it's Meghan, Mar- Meghan Markle and I hate her. She's the queen, no? Princess. She doesn't have a title at all now. She's just... When her and Harry left for California, they had their titles removed. That is just Megan. Are they in Victoria? Because I call her me gain. Because she's all about herself. Are they in aren't they in Victoria or Vancouver? They were for a brief stint living in the house of a shady Russian oligarch. That's but now crazy. they live in Montecito near Oprah. Oh. 
<laughs> one of Oprah's many properties mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just like how she bought Hawaii. The parts that aren't burned. She bought Hawaii? There's like, she has a whole bunch of like land in Hawaii. That's like, she basically owns Hawaii. It's crazy. Uh, like Maui, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She going to change the name to Oprah? Cool. I you know what? I do- I'm down. I don't know. Let's see. Or what, what's her... Perhaps Harpo, Harpo Island. You know, Harpo's Oprah backwards, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, good to know. I'm quick on that one. Well, because today is a day of sadness, I would also like to express my overall sadness to Kennedy for fucking her over last night. And let me tell you a story about life. Please. Stood me up. Oh. So the X5, the Wanya Mobile is an X5. I'm not trying to flex. It's a piece of shit at the moment. It broke. And I had to get a whole new engine. Right. We've had this conversation. Yes. The engine comes out, they okay. install it. Then the alternator goes on it. New alternator gets installed. New battery gets installed. So one year junior at this point, I've been picking up on rental cars. Like I'm a drug dealer for since the outdoor game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get the car, drive around the corner. The car dies in the intersection downtown. <laughs> and that's like. People are honking at me, Kennedy. People are giving me the finger. I call the garage. It's not their fault. I don't know okay, what the, the sympathy going on. levels going out. Well, now. just I got so mad, Kennedy. I've watched seven straight hours of Anthony Robbins content when I got home. Tony Robbins. <laughs> you don't understand. From three until ten, I watched only Tony Robbins yesterday. And I'm trying to like have some sort of reset because when shit like that happens to me, where whether it's a car dying or something like that. I forget everything else. I just get so mad about whatever thing has fucked me over today yeah. that I forget. And like, I drop, I don't look at my phone. I forgot about you and Liam, even though there was a problem <laughs> with the power cord from the day before I had to update you, but like the, I didn't get to go get Wanye Jr. He phoned me later on in the night. He's wearing a Superman t-shirt. He says, why didn't you come get me at school? Dad, I feel bad about myself <laughs> b-a-d bad and then i'm sitting there watching tony robbins shit and my phone's clanging across the room and i'm like whatever i'm trying to reboot my life <laughs> gotta change the game change the space between my ears and then i walk over and i'm just like looking through all these text messages from people and there's you and brett being like what the fuck is going on i'm like shit i was like the kids the other kids oh were oh yeah kennedy i owe you and when i say i owe you i mean i owe you and i'm going to do something for you (laughs) to a lesser degree i will also do something for brett but he didn't come here to produce today so he came down just a hair i don't feel quite as bad (laughs) i pay my debts i will do something very nice for you and i will here tomorrow i will bring a toe at minimum i will go to sweden with some bolt cutters perfect bring you an oscar toe okay i'll take it oh my god i think you'd settle for the uh the big statue of Mo. Yeah. So I call the garage and I'm like, my car is dead. In the, the block of the garage, by the way, is I like a block it. and a half away. I, I did a loop because I wasn't sure because it's so cold out, right? Like mm-hmm. I just, you don't know. And they're like, what? And I, they're like, boy, right there. And I'm watching and I can see these two little bodies come out of the store and they're literally running down the road. So by the time they got there, I'm like, it's not your fault. It probably is their fault. I'm like, it's not your fault. I just, I, so I'm a guy who'd definitely be upset and I'd be giving the glares and the shit like that. But in this weather, oh, as to not fuck with my own karma, we're so I would have been like, fuck, get out of my, 
I'll tell you what, I'll take the extra three seconds here. This sucks for me because yeah. it takes an extra three seconds. <laughs> However, I would rather sacrifice these three to six seconds than be you and your shoes. But so, yeah, to- sorry, bro. Don't worry about us. We'll get around you. Oh, I've been starting my car like left, right, and center. I just got a new battery for Christmas. That was my Ooh. gift from my dad, which was very exciting. Um, but my uh, driver's blinker light went out now. So now I have to get that fixed. But knock on wood, it's not your problem. So I will. Should be relatively. When easy I was a little kid, yeah. I drove I beaters. So. Right. It's all I could afford. So we had. I had to buy my own car. I don't know. 96 Tempo? Uh, no, a 1979 Honda Civic. It oh. wasn't automatic. It wasn't standard. It was Honda-matic. And what that meant was you had to pull your choke out and in like on a lawnmower. Holy. What <laughs> on earth? And I would yeah, always I have, seen, have like, I have not seen one of those in It had always died. Always died. So I would go to lights and I'd have to rev my engine to keep it from stalling with the choke fully pulled out. And cars always thought I wanted to race them. <laughs> and I'm like, why would I want to race you? I can barely get down the road, you fuck. My car's not going to stall. Oh my oh God. My God. And then, so I was driving that. I drove it to soccer practice one night. I was driving home. A guy turned in front of me in a snowstorm. I tried to avoid him and I took out a full glass bus shelter. <laughs> Like shattered glass everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. And it's snowing. It's on like, remember where Klondike Cycle used to be? In the West End? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on 150 some odd street. Something, yeah, 53rd yeah. in there, right? So there was a glass bus shelter in front of Klondike Cycle by the 7-Eleven there and I shattered it. And I get out. That was, well, that was 149. It's 149. It's on there's three gas stations right there. Bang, yeah, yeah, bang, bang, bang. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. My, yeah, okay. I know exactly where it is. So this guy gets out of his car and it's snowing super hard. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. Like, let's go to the West End police station. Can you drive your car? Yeah, yeah. Let's just get it off the road. Get to the police station. This guy comes in. He's wearing bubbles glasses. <laughs> and when he hit me, he was not wearing bubbles glasses. And I look at him and go, where'd you get them glasses at? And he's like, huh? And the police officer's like, you weren't wearing your glasses at the time of the accident. All sorts of shit happens. This guy then proceeds to, I don't think he had insurance or something. Was there some shadiness? I don't know. I was out my car. And yeah. then I got this like tiny little check because it was a piece of shit. And they're like, we're not giving you much more than this. And I was. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward in life. <clears throat> we have our bar. I'm wheeling and dealing. I'm 23 years old. I'm probably the richest man on earth at this point. Probably. Yeah, More definitely. or less. I have two cars because I'm balling so hard. <laughs> One of them is my dad's forerunner that he had and he had to sell it. Nope. I stepped up and I bought it. I swear to God, I would still drive this thing. And the business was doing so badly that I had to sell it. And I was like, man, this sucks. I have to sell my truck. And then so I had to get a car and I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of money for the next little while because everything was going shitty, hence having to sell my truck. So I bought this Civic. And uh, I remember getting it and being like, please, please, for God's sakes, just don't break. (laughs) That's all I want. Drove it for like two years, no problems. And uh, then one day I'm driving down the road in the Civic and I get a new, well, sorry, I got a new job. Yeah. Bar closes, yeah. all my money, get a new job. Okay. New job says you got to go to Calgary for a meeting. Like the second day I work there, I'm <laughs> like, no problem. Get there. <laughs> Suit, briefcase, the whole thing, right? I'm yeah. ready to go. I get to Leduc and there's, an, <laughs> there's, a, there's a ramp in Leduc where you go up and on the right hand side, you can see the Leduc golf course. Yep. yep. 
I'm riding high. It's a massive Going to fountain. Calgary, got a suit on, a Civic, a fucking piston shoots basically right through the hood, <laughs> pops out like a firework. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, oh no. And I had to phone my boss and be like, remember me, the new guy? In the adult job with the with child's the vehicle. You remember me? I have a, the briefcase and the suit, that guy. Remember how you asked me to do one thing? An adult thing. My car just died. And I mean, spectacularly by the side of the road. And I remember him just being like, you don't have your life together. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That was so not 20, a part of the interview, sir. So in 2024, <laughs> so when I say that, yes, it is an X five. Yes. Things are improving for me, but the emotion <laughs> that's not of having up. a beater that like, that's if why you, you didn't answer your phone yesterday. Yeah, man, I was yeah, busy yeah, having a fucking crisis. I know, I can tell. Oh. I, well, that's what me and Brett were saying. We're like, something's wrong. And I was like, I think we need to do a wellness check. Somehow, I was like, somebody <laughs> contact him. Like, some, like, it's gotta go knock on the door. Yeah. If you haven't had a beater car that you aren't confident is going to get you from A to B, you will never understand what I'm talking about. Dude, I had a Ford Explorer where you had to keep the foot, yeah, I had to keep it revved. Otherwise, it just stall. Yes. So there's no warming it up. Cause it's not, I can start it. No problem, yeah. but it's going to take your foot off the gas and blah, blah, blah. It's at the light. Same thing as you got to rev to a certain amount. Now you try and rev something and keep it at like 2000. That doesn't that work. Your foot goes down. It goes to 3,500. It goes back down, back up again, back down. Now it sounds like you're trying to, it sounds like I'm in fast and the furious. And, and this thing is loud as shit to begin with. Yep. Everybody I'm dry. I'm working late coming home in the neighborhood. Everybody can hear me fucking pulling up. When the Civic got written off, that's when I started working in Nevada Bob's. So now I started yeah. to make my money. Mm. I can do what I want. Mm -hmm. I was making around $4 an hour, which is all you needed. <laughs> and I bought a, with the money that I got from the Civic, I bought a Ford Escort EXP. Oh, you got it. That became a Mustang. Yeah, but this yeah. was the crappier earlier version. But I bought it because it had two seats in it. You had, letter, you had letters at the back of end of it too, eh? Yes, wow. extra sex. I don't know, <laughs> it but it had two seats, and then it had like this flat bed in the back. And I worked hard all summer and bought a CD player, which was worth more than the car. Day one. Do you understand what CD you're, players were us back in the day? Not a fucking child, but no, do, you like, know no, what, but do you know what Bluetooth is? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. But did you ever get to a point where you had to like, when you parked your car, you had to take the faceplate off your CD? That's when you knew you yeah. were rich. You had to take your faceplate face off. You put it in a little container. You put that in your bag. This way, no one comes in and start, tries to steal your shit out of your car. My, Things were tough back then. No, those were good signs. That. If you had a removable faceplate, you were doing well. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's essentially what you wanted. Is you got your car and you're like, hey, I have to go to A and B Sound. Yeah. yeah. I go to A and B Sound there. and get that put in. Yeah. And they do that whole fucking work for you. And every time he's like, Make sure you pluck it off. You got your Pioneer, your Kenwood. Take it off, put it in the plastic container, keep it nice and safe, and take it with you. My dad is like such a techie; like he lives for it. So A B Sound, we would be there all the time. I remember being as a, there as a kid, and he had these fucking giant speakers in the back of his truck. I yes. still remember them. Yes. That you could feel the bass. Yes, they had I that remember. one room where you could do the same thing. Yeah, yes. and he would. Well, I remember like him driving me to elementary and just blasting like like it would be like old school like. ACDC, like, or just like Justin Timberlake, like all this old. Yeah, I dig it. It was dope as hell. The year after I got the CD player, I'm like, now it's time to step up and I'm going to get subs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm now in grade 
11. Probably some tweeters. Not cool at all. Like, I cannot describe how low on the cool totem pole I am, right? <laughs> I think I'm the shit, but nobody agrees. <laughs> and I go and I remember I'm like, okay, I need to get an amp. Mm-hmm. I need to get subs yeah. and I need to get some cords of some sort. Tweeters. Is, yeah. And, uh, and the guy's like, okay, at the stereo spot, he's like, if you want this stereo, I know a guy who will make you a box for the for subs your, and the speakers for your subs oh. to put in the back. Yeah. And I went to this guy's house and he gave me a like wrapped in carpet plywood box. Plywood, yeah. I thought I just bought like the Mona Lisa. I'm like, <laughs> you this did. is unbelievable. You did. Then I don't have the money for the speakers yet. I just have the money for the box. Well, so I have time. it in the back of the car and I'm riding <laughs> heavy as you do. And I remember an older kid at school being like, why do you have a box but no speakers? And I was like, oh, <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day, you fuck. <laughs> then I finally get my subs. And I'm like, this is going to be unbelievable. And I am like, what song am I going to play? It's about 1998. I'm like, I'm going to play Prodigy. Breathe, fire starter, oh, yeah. smack my bitch up. Yeah. So I go, I only have enough money for the speakers and the subs and one more CD. And I buy the prodigy fat of the land. And I swear to God, it's still one of the best CDs of all time. When I left that place in my Ford Escort EXB with two 12 inch subwoofers, yep. I have never in my life until that point felt more successful. <laughs> I was riding so hard. Kennedy. It's like Connie. So fast forward, you have the Civic, you blow your engine, don't have a forerunner. I'm like, okay, I got to get a fly whip. It's 2009, right? I've had a job now for a couple of years. I need to show myself that I'm doing better. It's time to prove to myself what a wonderful man I am. I'm just going to be an adult. Yeah. Baller adult. No, I remember that. Some chump. I, I have an Oilers website now that does at least 10 visitors a month. <laughs> Half of them are you. Yep. So Jay and I at this point are making some moves. We're selling condos. We're trying to get buying and selling and getting our money back because we lost all our money. And I go to Bavaria. And I'm going to use their name because this is an unaffiliated fucking podcast. <laughs> I can t- save my life. And I'm like, I know I want to get a car. I know it has to be two seats like my old car I used to have, but I don't know anything about BMWs because I ain't got no money, but I'm going to do this. And they're like, oh, you're the greatest guy ever. <laughs> We're going to show you everything in here. We're going to show you all the buttons. We're going to show you the levers oh, and the yeah. wheel. And I'm imagining all the sex I'm going to have in this thing. It's going to be off the chain. And we get to the end and they're like, okay, here's a car you want to get. You've got a two year used one. It's exactly what you want. Black two door twin turbo, extra yeah. lights, whatever the fuck. Twin it was. turbo. Wow. So now I go to see the finance lady. And the finance lady's like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, things couldn't be better. I'm about to buy a BMW. She's like, outstanding. Let's run your credit. And I'm like, great news. She looks at me. She's like, she went from being my best friend (laughs) to the meanest person I've ever laid eyes on in my life in the span of one credit report. That's one of the scariest things you've ever had to do. She turned her monitor off, which is never what you want to see in the middle of a financing application and says, there's no way you're going to have this car. I'm like, what? I have a briefcase. And she's like, no, no, there's no way you're going to have this car. You would need to put half down on this car to get it. 
and I leave and I'm just like, Oh my God, I just feel like, and I'm telling you these stories because I need you to understand when I'm in a car, in a dead intersection, all the earlier versions of me, it's summoning up in my life leading up to this point. So I phoned Jay and I'm like, man, Bavaria was so mean to me just now. And he's like, what, what happened? I'm like, you know how I want to get a car, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, they have one there. It's like two years old. And then the lady ran a credit check and her computer exploded. (laughs) And then she's mean to me. And she said, I'd have to put down half the money. And we have like one company with very little money. And I'll never forget. Jay's like, go get that money out of that account. Go back there and show that lady who's boss. I'm like, oh my fucking God. So I went and I went to the bank. I basically withdrew all the money that we had to conduct business but i'm gonna have a bmw and i went back and i've only been gone an hour and i just barge into the, i shouldn't have said the dealership but that's fine they're all good people if you had a credit report with a long ass time ago they were doing the right thing yes i go into the lady's office and i put the draft down made up to bavaria and just slide it across the desk to her this lady's now flipped back into being my best friend <laughs> And I'm like, no, it's not going to go like this. I want you to go get the boss's boss, not the sales manager, not the finance manager, the manager, manager go. And I ordered her to leave her own office. <laughs> and then this guy comes in and I know this guy still to this day. Cause he's an absolute beauty and they have like sliding doors in their offices, like patio doors. And I say to this lady, can you leave please? So we can have a conversation. I kicked her out of her own office (laughs) and this guy's so nice. The manager, he comes in, he says, like, what's the problem? I'm like, dude, I'm 27 years old. There's two types of kids at 27 who are looking for BMWs, rich kids or self-made men. I'm the latter. And people like me that are stupid and want to spend all their money on a car. Some of us have really bad credit. Yeah, you shouldn't be mean to us (laughs) and he's like oh my god and i started yelling at him so hard that i got them to sign a three-year advertising deal with the nation oh my god that day that day that's unreal you walked away with keys and then i phoned advertiser now jay you just made money hold on i've probably talked to jay three hours earlier i call jay and i go you go to Bavaria and you pick out any car you want. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just signed him to a three-year advertising deal. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. I just like yelled at them so hard that I like made myself feel better. And then they gave us an advertising deal. So he went and picked out an X5, but like with every option. Yeah. M class. Yeah. Five wheels, two (laughs) steering wheels, eight CD players and came and picked me up. And I was like, holy shit, we have arrived. Right. So when he was done with that truck, I bought it and that's what the X five I drive now. Right. So those two cars for that day, I still have them both. Right. And I'm like, cool. that was a car that I had to buy basically cash. Cause nobody would be nice to me. And that was a car I basically got for free because everybody. the first car was, yeah, you know who you are. Yeah. I don't want no new car. These you know cars who you are though. Well, who am I? You're pretty woman. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? What do I mean? Have you not seen the woman, the movie Pretty Woman? Did her car die? No, but she gets kicked out of the clothing store because she looks like, well, because she was a prostitute oh. and dressed like a... Mm-hmm. I remember that sales lady was mean to her. Yeah. And then Richard Gere came in. Thank you. Yep. I didn't have a Richard Gere. Well, Jay kind of did. And then He's my Richard Gere. Exactly. So in you 20... Julia Roberts. I am Julia. And then this snaps the box. And then yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to drive this X5. Yes, I will get my Cybertruck. Because me and Elon are going to Mars together. Mm-hmm. If you get a Cybertruck, I'm understanding you get a special seat on SpaceX. But I'm not getting rid of these cars. You know that, like, you got to be careful with it with your truck. Because I saw Pharrell had an issue parking his. 
The Sprell has a cyber truck already. Of course. What happened? You couldn't park it. Dude, it's gigantic. I know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you got out like, and like, no windows on it. I don't know. It's like, like trying to parallel park that thing. It's like, I got to get out and like check your angles. Oh, it's going to be good. It's so pointy. It's going to be really, really good. But these two vehicles that I have, I will maintain them to the best of my ability and drive them forever. So when I, I go to my boys. So because they were broken down a couple of years ago, instead of fixing them, you just start taking Ubers. <laughs> he's taking Ubers everywhere because one car, like the battery is dead and the other one's got a flat tire. And he's like, fuck. I was I'll looking at my it. annual like three months. My annual reports I write to myself every year <laughs> that tell myself off every December. My 2014 annual report, Rick, goes, you have to fix the three series. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> then you have to fix the X5. That was 10 years ago. Same me, Yo, same Robin. cars, all broken. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I've been terrible. That car I left, we had an apartment in Oliver that Zach lives in now. Yeah, yeah. And then we had an oodle noodle manager move into it. And he goes, is there a parking stall with this apartment? I'm like, no, no, there isn't. And I left this three series there for like two <laughs> years. I don't even know what I was doing. I left it there for so long. And then another time I had a left in front of Wanya Manor and I was down in Mexico working and it snowed and all this shit happened. And then one day somebody tried to tow it because they thought it wasn't like an active vehicle. My roommates ran out. I'm like, what the fuck? That guy lives here. He's just not here. Nine roommates at the time. Yeah. Damn. So anyways, Kennedy, I apologize because I was in the middle of my life crisis number 7,000 with a vehicle and my mind blanked out due to rage and I forgot everything. But Tony Robbins brought me back. Iconic. And thank God I'd listened to all the Tony Robbins for preparing for our sad ass day that we have today. Because now I'm like, well, shit. You've already got that positive. I got my emotional. I'm grounded. Me and Tony, you know. Do you know, I read that somewhere that middle age starts at 35 and that we are now almost in late middle age. The hell we are from 35 to what age? Like 35 to 44 is like middle age. And then 45 up to something is late middle age. Mm, I don't agree. Sounds Google though. Doesn't sound scientific enough. I haven't been this confused since I was in grade three and walked to the end of the hallway and it said upper elementary turn left and lower (laughs) elementary turn right. And I was like, there's upper and lower. I don't buy into what you're saying then. I don't buy it now. I'm just telling you what I read. Where would you read that? Internet. Google. I think I saw like a tweet somewhere that said there's a study out there that said middle age starts at 35. And I was talking to somebody that popped in my head and I was like, oh yeah. So I just Googled what year, what age does middle age start with? It's crazy to think about Robin's life going to 65 and John Short's life going to 90. Right. Yeah. It's like that extra 25 years. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of time. That's That's a a lot lot of fucking time. I know. And you think like, Oh, would it be that fun being, I don't know if it's that fun being like 80. I don't know. There's, there's some people out there where I don't think it's really that. I mean, there's some 80 you're like, no. And there's some 80 like, yeah, let's see what's wrong with it. My grandfather just like he's 84 and he just goes, goes, goes. Like he just does not stop. He was he came in here to look out like doors and stuff like that. He's still like construction worker to his core. He actually had knee surgery yesterday and doing fine, but he wants to go already. He wants to do things. He was just go, go, go all the time. And he's perfect health. It's amazing. So it's amazing. like that. But then there's some 80 year olds that just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's camp. terrible. It's terrifying. But yeah. I know like people who are 20 that are boring. 
Right. I know people who are like, oh, boring is one thing, yeah, but like boring. broken down and you got the, oh, the like the push cart with the wheels and you got the seat yeah, there just like in case you need to take a quick break with the back. fucking back thing. Like I, at that point, I, yeah, I don't want to really play no more. No, I'm, yeah. like, I'm done with life. Yeah. I just, I'm like, well, that can be like grandpa over there. Oh, he, oh yeah. Yeah. Just keep going. Don just keeps going. He's just always hockey he's the funniest person to watch ever because he thinks he's coach gm analytics he's the commentator <laughs> everything i love watching hockey. what would that be like i have I'm no like, idea what that's like it's super weird to no watch idea what that's sure. like it's not all about <laughs> very unique this gentleman yeah sounds like a gem though he, my grandma lived to be 98 oh really yeah she was right in striking distance to get her letter from the queen at 100 the queen will write you congratulations on being 100 years old now the king will well, hopefully i hope charles keeps that up it's a fine tradition because <laughs> you can imagine she was doing it. I think I think she did. She would like sign it. I think, well, she didn't like write a fault, but it was like a certificate. Like, you are old. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were. Listen, it meant the world to my grandma, Rick. Okay. So I kept her alive from 92 to 98. There was a time when we were growing up where the royal family was a hell of a lot bigger than it is now. Yep. Like it meant a lot of things. Yeah, like yeah. your parents, your mom's like telling you about princess this and prince that and the other thing. You're like, what? Oh my like, God, Jay why? was really yelling about it at the or Christmas party about how much he loves the royals or <laughs> all that. And I I'll like, never forget. Oh my God. Jay down <laughs> when, well, this isn't funny, but when Princess Diana died, he and I were in a golf tournament together. And it was day two, right? And Princess Diana died, and we were there on the first tee the next morning. And Jay walked up in front of everybody, dedicated his round <laughs> to Princess Diana, and then hit one of the hardest, longest drives I've ever seen, ripped up the first hole. And I was like, damn, Princess Diana is dead. <laughs> but Jay's drive is a lie. Live. And the roads were huge. My grandma had a Prince Charles uh, wedding plate on the shelf yeah. and had a matching a towel on the stove. We weren't allowed to touch. No, of course. So if you came in with dirty hands, there was the towel for drying and the <laughs> wedding towel. If you don't touch the other do towel. Do not touch the wedding towel. Oh, no, no, mm -hmm. no. And I remember looking at it and like, mm, Did she have spoons too? Yeah, she collected spoons. Yeah, my mom collected spoons. And I don't know if the grandma did, mom did, but there was a time when I was super duper young and we had a, a big thing the, of the, spoons on the wall, on the wall. Yeah. yeah was it like on the wall and like it yeah probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Grandma still has hers up that's cool yeah. from like different places you visited and stuff like that uh i don't think so i think they're just collecting spoons yeah. i mean they they were like stamps i suppose in the way they're different and and whatnot like, but i don't think this was like they went to somewhere and got hmm what type of spoon? Like smaller, like yeah, like a no. teaspoon, like a coffee yeah, spoon. On the top of the handle, wasn't there like different, like yeah, they yeah, were they were all different. But I don't think it was like, hey, I went to Saskatoon and got the Saskatoon spoon. Adding to, I think you just bought like all the fancy like ones or and whatever was, or something, and there'd be like a little flower on it or something like that. I don't know. There's I bought my grandma when I went to Quebec and grade eight a spoon, but forgot it on the plane. <laughs> uh, you, can't, that you can't remember everything, you and can't. I remember I was like, Grandma, I bought you a spoon, but I forgot it. She's like, Dear, I'm blind. It's like it's, <laughs> it's fine. fine. I don't, I'm not bad. <laughs> she was. It was, it was good times. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, weird. I don't know if they're traditions or stuff, but like things that are parents did like when we were kids that they are just they, they died right off i think social media and the internet took away the time to do a lot of that stuff like do you collect spoons fuck no i've got one hundred twenty-three thousand career tweets <laughs> i'm talking about those babies all lined up in a row like, i have over three million likes on all the content i've produced but I is that right yeah I, wow there's a website that I've what's the most likes you got on one video that you 
that I posted. Yeah. Um, oh, I had, so I had a video of my cat during COVID that went viral on TikTok and it had almost 2 million views and it was just her auto-tuned because she walked into my room and I videoed her and I auto-tuned it. People were calling her Travis, like, like cat Travis cat the comments that one probably is the most it was like two million views that's funny yeah I have my I have the video that's going viral right now for me is one that I posted on my Instagram of just Leon looking at me from like months ago mm. and it's at 300,000 views already and I posted it like two weeks ago 99% of those views are for females yeah all the comments are all, yeah but like he's looking into my soul. I can ooh, feel it. Ooh. What did you think of that dry, dry sidle specter conversation? Um, I'm trying, okay. I'm trying not to look at anything because it, I, it freaks me out. I don't want him to leave. He's not going I anywhere. Not I understand. Going I understand why they like that, but why you get up, you get that feeling from that comment. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid fucking question. It is. Stop asking the fucking question. It, You're going to get the same answer from every single player. There is. Well, Spectre's doing his he's job. Not, like he's doing the clickbaity thing where it's like, okay, it, well, yeah. So I, 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 that's why I'm not going to read it. Yeah. So it's not so much like I, I think him and some other people have gone a lot more along the lines of like national Enquirer type of yeah content I, now. Like but asking, like that is definitely just so I can make a fucking gonna, like a like a headline, and yep. people are gonna click the thing, and I'm gonna get paid on my clicks or something like that. As opposed to here's actually an in depth article and blah blah blah, and look at it for this that and the other thing. They are coming out there, and they're just they're shock jocking their way into uh prop. Like they just want attention, good or bad doesn't matter. If there are people looking he at me talking about, about me, I'm worth article. it to my boss, and I get paid. That's and it. I just I I've had enough of that stuff. It's just dumb. No. I'm just, I don't want to look at any of that content because I feel like I know the answer just based on how he is as a player and stuff that he's going to just stay. And I was like, Connor's not going to go anywhere. But you have to give the right answer. And it's when you give right. the right answer and it's all just, then there's just, speculation because you're not saying right yay now. or nay. And it's yeah. just stupid. It's like, it's, it's the same thing as when reporters go onto the bench halfway during the game and ask the coach, what are you going to do to fix this when you're down six, nothing or whatever? I think it's stupid. I think it's useless. So like, let's just drop the narrative. Let's stop talking about it. Let's focus on getting him to all stars. And then Kennedy can live her best life. And um, <laughs> other than I'm like, and then he can just, him and Connor will do a mutual like signing. I think somehow in the summer. That's what I. If you want to ask for. that question, go ask Ken Hall on that question. Exactly. What are you? What are your plans yeah. with this player going forward? What the Do fuck you, is he not going to say? Well, exactly. Well, okay, fine. No, I I, th- I agree with you there. I go find whoever the fucking GM is and ask the GM that question. The player is going to tell you the same thing every time, and it's pretty much the same. Well, he can't tip his hand too, right? If he goes to that interview and he's like, oh, "I look forward to being an Oiler forever," well, like you're going to get a hometown discount again, Playboy. He, can't. he didn't get a hometown discount the first time. No, no, no. Like he, he took a huge discount. First well, it turned into, yeah. but people were still call, calling him lazy. Like he was still not at the level that he is now. Yeah. That was just, it's people like to say that shit too. They're exactly. not exactly the smartest, but no. yes, he, he definitely, he earned his contract. I figured I did not see him doing what he's doing for goals, but I saw that he was going to be a Joe Thornton type of player. And I think he's kind of grown in. So I had no, had no troubles with this 8.5, but go back and look at Twitter. There's a fuck ton of people out there who was screaming for a year or two that he was overpaid. Yeah. 
like, no, you can't see this shit coming. Like we've gotten to the point where we have the caps. So you have to do like AV where you break it down. So every year is equal back in the day. You used to be able to break it down. It was like, okay, next year's a four, then a five, then an eight, then a nine, then a 12, 12, eight, 11, whatever the fuck it was. Right. Or all those millions is. Yeah. That's the way it was done back in the day. Now it's just like every year we have to average it out for the cap fucking reasons and blah, blah, blah. So you take a, a contract where you intend to be paying him what he's supposed to be getting paid in a couple of years. And it, it just, it just looks weird. Like you want to pay him $6 million this year, then 8 million, then 10 million and whatever. But we have to pay eight, eight, eight and a half the whole way. Cause it's just, just the way the cap system the, is. The cap is what? At 87 right now. And it's going up to 89. It's going up $5 million, yeah. whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And I'm like, I like, I, he'll definitely get a bump, but I think Connor might take less just to, Connor will definitely take us. I, I read a, in scrolling that they were talking that Connor had been offered more money by the Oilers and dialed it back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we do you that, know though. you're a gangster when. We knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sure you did. How much did you take off the top? Like a million a year. Cheeky. Needs to know. Yeah, it was like, the they were offering like 13 and a half, 14 million dollars. And he knew that if he wanted to uh, win and, yeah. and have like a proper roster, he can't go for the proverbial bag you need to like spread it out a bit and that's what he did I think so there's no reason happen. to think he's not going to do that again and when it comes to Leon <clears throat> Toronto's going to fuck us over because I was, at the whole time I was like hey Leon will get like a hair more than McKinnon because there's you know three years between the signings and it is what like it's just the way it works but by giving Nylander 11 and a half so he's getting paid more than pasta and now Marner's going to come up so Marner's probably going to get more than Connor I thought with Leon will go to Connor's money. Connor goes to like 15 or something like that. Bob's your uncle. We're here from start to finish. They're both Oilers for life. How are we going to afford Leon Connor? The cap's going to go up like $5 million Bush. every year for fucking who and Bush? Bouchard. And Bouchard's going to go up probably $6 million. More. Oh, we get a hundred points. You get around nine. You get around 9 million. <laughs> but that's not, that's not for two more years. Or this, not this season, not next season. At least ten more, ten. 10 so then six, on the top and then f- probably four more for Leon. So that's ten. Yeah. And that's in two years of five million dollars each going up. Like, and then you got to. So this is where we really need guys like um, we need to keep uh, Lavoie around. This is where a guy like, like Vinny's going to come in huge yeah. because if you can get an actual top six defenseman playing for the money he's going to be playing for, thumbs up. That's well, how you're going to be able to afford aren't these. the Blackhawks paying like 600 grand for their bottom three lines right now or some crazy shit? Let's yeah, just do that. Yeah. Well, their age have you seen, yeah. Have you seen their, their players? It's going great. We side here on Tuesday and on, uh, the, on ONR and they, he read out the names. BM read out the names and it was like, put your finger up if you've heard of this guy. I was like, so first of all, Tyler's got like 11 fingers up. I'm like, of course you do. You, I, this, is all, this is your fucking life, right? Liam's heard of them all. I'm like, hey, well, no, bring in like Wanye and Jay. And I want these guys to like, oh, it's Boris Kachuk. Like, no, McKenzie that was, that was the guy for, that was the guy from Bullwinkles. Like, calm down here. <laughs> Rem Pitlick. Okay. Don't put two Oilers that together. Lance yeah. Pitlick's kid. Well, maybe. I don't know. Mm, well, I why wouldn't you think of Tyler Pitlick? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't be age appropriate for brothers, maybe like half brothers, cousins, like the struds and the needs, which, oh, the need, you see the photo of them the other day? No, they're looking old as hell. (laughs) They did something, I think for the devils, it must've been 
the Niedermeyer boys are out there. Scott, yeah, Scott's always looked kind of old. Rob do. They Probably. have silver hair. Rob dated Nikki Taylor. Do you remember that? <laughs> Michael Blonde girl, right? Do you know who Nikki Taylor is, Kennedy? She was a real is. No, she passed away, I believe. Is she? Real supermodel. Yeah, she the name sounds familiar. And an an NHL player was dating her. Strudwick's cousin wow. was dating her. Yes. Incredible <laughs> news. One of the most beautiful women of all time. Good for him. Good for him. Anyways, he looks old as shit and has silver hair. Yeah, well, those guys were, yeah, they were not aging nicely. Even when Scott like retired, he looked a little bit older. Because they left it all out there on the ice. Yeah. What do they do all day? Now? Yeah. Relive their heyday? You think? Watch their highlights? <laughs> My one buddy in the NHL is saying that there's dozens and dozens and dozens of NHL players out in cottage country in Ontario that just don't leave. They're retired. They have a big ass condo. Yeah, that's where Oscar Kloffbaum is. He's just... The one in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Muskoka is a Swedish Muskoka. Swedish Muskoka, yeah. Okay, how about this? When Connor retires, do you think we're ever going to see him again? Like how we see Gretzky like constantly? Or do you think Connor's With the organization? No, just in general. Like, you know, we see Gretz like out there. He's doing his He thing. won't be on yes. panels and stuff. Do you think you see Connor doing that? Yes. In the media? A little bit. So, like, yeah, I think you'll see Gretzky-esque because Connor has a love for the game, a love for the league, a like love the for the sport, and was going to want to do what he can outside of his career. He knows that he's the, he knows that he's Connor McDavid and he knows that when he's done hockey, he still can provide to, to the league and still do things for the league. And that's I why Gretzky kept doing it. I, that's my hope too. I hope he does that. I just see him disappearing. And I hate it thinking about it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's I think if he goes wire to wire in Oiler, he'll be with the organization after. Yeah. 100% he will. He'll go, he's going to go three contracts, right? He'll go ELC, he'll go one and then he'll go two. Who knows what he wants to do at like 36, 37. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he will one, he will most around. certainly be once in Oiler, always in Oiler. Oh, I yeah. can see Connor playing a long time. Same. What else is he going to do? Own right. his money. Ten years. Take sure. calls from Cam. He doesn't want to take those calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Cam. Oh, oh. <laughs> I wish I was playing hockey still. That was great. Uh, That's probably what Connor would say. That's the hardest part, man. Walking away from the sport, like getting out of the dressing room, getting away from the boys every day, getting away out of that lifestyle. That is one billion percent the hardest part of fucking sure. walking away. I've heard players say they miss the room more than the game a lot. One billion percent. I mean, like, to be fair, the game is two and a half hours, but the, you're in the you know, two and a half hours, three times a week, right? That's on average. You're in the room six hours, four to five times a week. And Connor's been doing it since he was probably, what, 10 years old? Four. Four. Jeez. Like, that's all he's ever known. So yeah, like, I mean, I didn't think, like, I, the, av- the, the most... The, uh, the answer you'll hear the most when it comes to, like, hey, what did, when did you start playing hockey? It'll be four. You ever heard that? You never think of that? No. I'm going to start no. saying that's when I started doing graphic design. I was Ooh, four yeah. years old. I'm just gonna we couldn't do that. That's when I started tweeting. Yeah. Oh, really, oh, Wanya? Yes. You yes. <laughs> tweeted. You started tweeting 18 years before it was invented. <laughs> Correct. See, yes, I was writing, writing it down in a notebook. Graphic design was just coloring in a coloring book, yeah. and I was very bad at that. <laughs> Not my strength. I could see Connor being an executive. I don't know if he would be a coach. Cam adjacent? 
Cam adjacent. Cam adjacent. Because like Cam's a business guy. His brother is a business. So you know, I don't think he's gonna have the the desire to get into the business business. I don't think Connor. He's not gonna want to be a business guy. No. He's a hockey guy. I think he's a math guy. He's a hockey. I think guy. he's a scholastic guy though. He's. He, Books. I don't. I think. I don't know if he re, like. Didn't he win the Scholastic Player of the Year one year when he was in junior? I think he reads, but he's not a movie guy. Like he said, he hates like the Marvel movies and stuff like cool, that. Cool. Which I was like, boo. boo. That's weird. Right. He hates Marvel movies. He hates Marvel movies. I wonder what he watches then. That's what I said. He said that he watches some TV, but he's. I think he's a. There's a clip of him that's playing like the Switch and stuff like that. So I think he might be a little bit of a video ga- closet video game guy, but doesn't want to admit it. But he said he hates like like Marvel movies, like any sci-fi kind of thing. And I was like, you must live a really boring life. Another thing that was weird when he did the Architectural Digest tour of the house. You remember? Oh yes, I've watched it. Favorite four or five. Favorite Oilers Plus Cribs. Uh, uh, was it on Oilers Plus? No, well, no, but it would oh. be. It should be. And but it was on our cribs. Do all the houses on there. But anyway, when he brought the cameras into his office that he and Lauren share, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's great. Now Lauren has her own office, and this place is way cleaner." <gasps> Connor, she has samples she has to display tile fabric she can't have this on a computer it has to be real world i wonder if he was just like get this shit out of my house it's also weird that they have no hockey stuff in the house at all i know i know because like so there was a, that's probably her no it's her him. i think it's him i think it's, it's him because, he doesn't want it around he said no like i think hockey he like turns it off as this guy, there, i would have thought there'd be like some things like so so right away i'm gonna go and i'm gonna compare him to Gretz. i'm gonna go back and like think about what i thought when gretzky was living at like 27 26 27 i was obviously very young so i have no idea but i'm like well okay maybe he didn't have anything there. but i bet you the appreciation comes in later where you have your office Gretz didn't have an office at 26 no no, guaranteed no. He was living in that penthouse on uh, Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but then Connor, when you put in a, uh, an office, you got to have some stuff in there. I think his parents probably have most of it. Thousand percent, because he's got like a fucking basement full, guaranteed. Yeah. So, like, like Leon, um, there was an interview through a German reporter that did a tour of his house, and Leon just has it really tastefully, like these plaques that you actually get sent when you get uh, get a hat trick that are on his wall. And so it has like three little like pucks in this plaque and they're all in his wall and it's on his, like in a staircase, which is really cool. It's really it's cool. It's got that Euro design technique. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really dope. And then I um, got that up here. He said that the actual like pucks are with his parents back in Germany. Did you know that we sent his parents the original neon Leon design? We sent like 10, sh- 10 t-shirts out there. Damn. Well, please don't sue love Oilers nation. <laughs> no, it went through him. You wanted them. Yeah. When? What? Why? Well, you have to go back to the first one, Mandrick. It was all definitely Mandrick. It was uh, he headed up the whole situation. I can tell you exactly where we were in the bar and all that fun stuff. And but yeah, we sent like ten T-shirts back to Germany. So there's at least ten neon Leons flying out there. I was like, I know Stu has one of mine. That's where I'm at. Uh, Alan Kramer, shout out. He gave Stu one of my soup and stew designs and he talked about it with Tony Barr on one of the interviews. No shit. That's my, that should have been my Oilers flex. Was that he, when he grew a mustache? Just kidding. He always had that. I was like, he's always had that. <laughs> no, he, they showed his draft like interview the other day and he's mustache. He looks weird without a mustache. You, you yeah, had to like I'm really good. squint and you're like, ooh, I can see the look now. There's not a lot of people that look better with a mustache. Him, Tom Selleck. That might be the whole list. That's that's a that's a good point. 
Mm, Zach Hyman. Aaron Bordado looks good with a mustache. Yeah, he can't. I told him he can't shave it ever because he would look. I've Liam seen, looks good with a mustache. I've seen pictures of Aaron without his mustache when he was in at Nate, and it's scary. I don't like it. I'm like, you that's gotta, not you got to keep a certain feet. amount of uh, stubble going. Oh yeah. When was the last time you went all the way down? Sick. Well, this is about as I. When junior. was the last time you went all the way down? 2006. Yeah. Very close though, because Wanya Jr. said, "Shave your beard right now." And I was like, "Okay," and then I did, and he was like, "I don't like it," and that was the end. <laughs> put of it back on. He didn't nah, say a word after. Way. I was like, "I went to all this length." <laughs> Fuck. I was letting him make calls like that already. Eh? Oh, you got to three-year-old boss the boss. Oh yeah, I of course love he's Wanya senior. Yeah, yeah, I gotta let him make some calls. Yeah, I think like little kids. I don't know, like how you were raised, but my parents, like I was from a different generation of like be quiet. Thousand percent. There was no sitting on the couch. You couldn't sit on the couch or a piece of furniture until every single adult in there, anybody older than you, got to sit down first. Yep. Yeah, everyone's got a place to sit. Okay, spread Build your legs a little way. bit more. Don't, everyone's comfortable. You can put your feet up on the couch. No problem. You can sit on the fucking floor. Yeah, All I right. still sit on the floor. I'm 27 years old. Yeah, I don't even fight it. Anytime we have like, it's a little bit different now because we don't really have any kids anymore. Um, but when we had like the kids, when they were like, you know, under 10, and we had five of them under 10, and so there's like two tables. I, every single time on, I you went live in a them. house with yeah. five kids under 10. No, no, but we have like, so we did like a family dinner, have oh, two I sisters see. and they have, they have five nieces and nephews. And at one point they would have been at least probably at zero to 10 the kids table. I would every single time or the side of the table where the kids are sitting, I'd be, I'd be getting as far away from the parents and the oh, adults as possible. At Christmas, And I still would do that now if they oh, were still that way at Christmas. Like all of my cousins, like we're all around the same age now. Most of them are married and we were all sitting around the, the same table and being like, Wow, there's still the kids' table, even though we're all like onto our own lives and stuff like that. Got to get a third table now, so the other kids get a table. No, like none, nobody has kids or anything like that. So middle ground. That we are that. that We're still considered the kids' table. There's no little ones below us, so it's really interesting. But yeah, I let Wanya Junior call shots. Why not? What the hell? He's three years old. You want a few jelly beans? Who am I to tell you no? You want gummy worms? Shave my bloody beard off? Great. You want to lock lock me out of the car and eat your gummy worms and cool comfort? Well, that car's about to die. I didn't know it at the time. (laughs) I saw his video hit the uh, hit the old internet. Such a good job. So good. I did. People loved it. I no. I yeah. I'm glad that people like it. I loved putting that together. It was was awesome. I said, you have to take him to a uh, Riverhawks game. Yep. We'll oh, you'll get him right in the. Uh, we'll do the same right thing. in the box. That's so cool to have though, like to show that to him when he's older, right? Yeah. And all the footage is like just immortalized now. Yeah, forever the Drive. Yeah, so good. It, yeah, it was so fun. No, and I'm like got a dub and everything, and just to be like in those seats and everything. Like yeah. the Vegas game. No, what game was that? No, Jersey, 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 Jersey game. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Game. This is all the little kids, right? Yeah. No, I remember. I saw you guys there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're in the video. You're in the Wanya Junior video. Yeah, yeah. You high five them in it. Okay. I never know when you're taping, though. Hmm? Like, I would always feel like I should probably know when she's taping stuff, but I just like, I'm like oblivious to it. I don't notice it now. I want to be a witness, not everybody gathering together to like pose for a photo. We wanted to get just point of view being on the con. No, 100%. But yeah, and that's what I would have expected. But I I still didn't recognize that she was taping. And we, you played something the other day. And I was like, She's playing at the BM on on Tuesday, and I was like, "Is that me?" 
So Obviously, yeah. there's literally five of us recording at the the. So, I have five different the, angles of at the you, Christmas party. Jay and I are getting into a debate about Bouchard while we're just sitting there playing Buck Hunter or something like that. And there's like five six minutes of us like yelling at. So you guys are yelling at. No, no, that's just us. That's the way we talk. I was like, there's, there's <laughs> one level. Loud. We know that there's one level between <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, there's video of Eric chugging a. A glass of a glass uh, bottle of ketchup. ketchup. Saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah impressive. So I have all the angles of that because everybody, you know, content creators are all. <laughs> and then you and Jay yelling at each other for eight <laughs> minutes is this video, and there is three different angles of it because Jay had told us at like the beginning was like, oh, you guys like should record some content. We'll make like hype videos or whatever for like as a thank you. To, and I'm like, okay. And then just as everybody's drinking, you just end up spiraling and recording. Stuff. That's what you should be getting. It was very funny. It's classic stuff. It was whole. It's I can't believe you said today you want cameras in the in the office 24 7. I didn't say you had to put it out to anybody, but yeah, I would like to. Well, I think that would be hilarious. What, you just want to watch internal nation content of us walking around. Yep. What happens, you like, don't have to like put anything bad out there, but when you like everyone's sitting around and someone walks through the room and stumbles and drops a big pot of chili. You want to have that on TV. Oh, you got like some of the stuff that like comes out of walls sometimes that I'm just like, Holy fuck. I wish I was recording right now. Yeah. Like the other day he was like, Oh, I dropped uh Vinny Huso from my fantasies. And I was like, Oh, I picked him up. And Brett was like, why did you drop him? And walls goes, I saw a tweet on Twitter from Friedman goes and finds it. Fake Friedman account. That's why he dropped <laughs> That's it. probably what the account name was too. It's fake Friedman account. Exactly. Like, oh, I Friedman. Like, Come I got on, was. Like, stop. Just silly stuff. Gotta get that shit on camera. Just try. When the Sports 1440 studios were set up, they're like plugging in all the cameras and doing all the work and going to all these lengths to be able to get all these videos on. And the first day I go in there, I'm like, okay, kill that camera, that camera, that camera. I'm like, okay, <laughs> click, click, click. And there was a lady there from... K97. No, not the stations. They have an oh. iHeartRadio app. Yep. Is that who they have yeah. to deal with? Stingray? 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Stingray lady. for sure. So the Stingray lady's like, what the heck? They just finished putting all these cameras on. Why don't you want to be on camera? I'm like, it won't go that way, lady. This is not how this is going <laughs> to go. You are actually Jay, apparently, according to the uh, Reddit. According to Reddit. Yeah. The same guy. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, thank, I can't have a camera in these off. You'll never. I mean, I'm already not here a lot. I, I am so like going on nation vacations and trying to record and having, you know, people that don't want to have their face out like BM is it's tough to be a video editor because yeah. trying and like document. the game video, you did such a good job. Thank you. He's, he's clearly trying, there like, with us, but we're BM's not. pretty good. Like back in a way though. He's, he's been doing it for away, a long time. When I'm like, You'll get caught in the middle for sometimes. Oh, too. like sometimes trying to record, especially like being at the game and stuff like that. When I'm trying to get content of everybody, I'm like, Hey, it's zoom in and now it's grainy and <laughs> you zoom in past him. yeah, we were sitting at uh, BM and I went to a game last year and we're standing in the concourse. You remember in world war Z, remember that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the zombies are running and then they all go around that kid. Remember when the kids like down and the zombies yeah. all go around cause he's sick and they didn't want to fuck with sick people. Mm -hmm. That was me and bag at the Oilers game. <laughs> all the fans were just going around us and going around us. We're sitting there. I'm like, I'm so glad we don't use our real photo. He's like, yeah, me too. We're sitting there. <laughs> no one knows. No one cares. It's awesome. All you get is like 20 seconds. Of <laughs> I don't know, but it's just, if you're wired for that, it's like if you're an NHL player and you love being in the room and you love it and you love it and you love it, you're going to get the end of your career and that's what you're going to miss. There are other people who are in the NHL who are like, I don't like that part of the things. Like, you see, I, Mbappe said he'd pay anything to be a regular person. Is that what he said? Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys got a lot of money, right? So he's like, man, I'll part with a lot of it. Obama, I saw person. an interview with him and he, they're like, what do you, what do you miss most about your pre-presidential life? He's like, I just miss that you can't 
just kind of like go out and sit on a bench and bump into a guy, you know, Hey, how you doing? Let's go have a cup of coffee. It's like everything in my life is just so regimented. Yeah. And then everything after that would have been like all, I would, I would assume everything after that would be all politics. Dude's like, I just want to talk to the white Sox, man. Like, no, you're being this or something, something that. uh, Remember his last week in office. I don't remember this, but Obama went and got a cup of coffee on foot. Do you remember this? So I think it was his last week in office and there's video of him and him and like John Podesta and some of his senior guys. Obama's like, Kate, we're going to get coffee. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's walking across a park and he's like, hi to people. You can tell Obama's just like, I'm done being president. <laughs> and it's so crazy because in some camera angles, they're just guys going through a park. And then you see the other camera angle. And there's like a militia and a bragoon of like soldiers <laughs> all around him. Right. Like, Dragoon. Um, I was like, that's what it's like to be Tyler. Your rum shop. <laughs> that's the nth degree. But Mbappe said he'd pay anything to be normal guy. Yeah. I get that. That's crazy. He just got traded, didn't he? No, not no. I think there's there's always rumors of him leaving, going somewhere else. But I think, as far as I understand, he's still PSG. They might get um, Madrid. Might pick up Antonio Davies. Yes, oh. Barca. No, Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. Is there another soccer player of note that lives in Edmonton? Not that I. There, I think there's a girl soccer player, but that also might be from a little bit back. I think I remember seeing one. Um, no. So there's Chad with an H in the NH in the NFL. Uber. Chad, oh, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard from yeah, Shirt Park. He from was wearing that. But facing. He lives here though in the off season, right? Does he come back here? Is he not? Yes, he comes back. I don't yeah, know if he lives there. That was all. Yeah, it's fly. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Galaxy Land. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. So he lives here and then Antonio Davis is from Davies is from here, but doesn't come here. Yeah. He's like, he, uh, he does come here. Alfonso. Yeah. He does come here. That's a fucking Laker. Yeah. No, Davies comes here. Um, he'll come throughout the summertime, do whatever family thing, do whatever, um, charity thing he does, soccer clinics and stuff like that. Chuba will come back. So I've yeah, seen both of them last summer. I think, um, you saw both those people last summer. Might've been two summers. now. Alfonso Davies. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You see Anthony David? No, Laker? I've not seen him yet. No, no. The big one eyebrow guy? Yeah. No, nothing. Okay, nothing. Speaking of people you've seen, how's Clem doing? He's good. Yeah. He's not playing though, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But uh, that should mean, like, I think that, well, he's, yeah, he's healthy. Is he he, healthy though? Like he's yeah, he said right? he could play right now. Okay. That's cool. So that means he'll be playing on the February 12th, as long as they don't sit him or something like that. Or no, sorry, they he'll, play. He'll, he'll travel. Or, 13th or something. Yeah, he'll be with the team. team. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just booked my trip to Chicago, so I'm going back to see Patrick Kane's first game back in Chicago. So that should be exciting. When's that? Uh, the same week as Nation Vacation, so it's February 24th. Why? So you're going to go see Patrick Kane instead of seeing Leon Dreisaitl? Uh No, I am seeing... You're doing both? I'm doing both in a week. I'm going on Nation Vacation to Arizona, come home for a day, and then I fly to Chicago to go Why see do you want- two... My best friend's a diehard Chicago fan. Oh. So I'm going to meet or I'm going with her. Do not leave the security check line to sign up for whatever that Holy company is. That was the Stay in the check line. Duh. Go through it. Do yeah. the hard way. I'm not listening to anybody. <laughs> oh, my trauma of the air, the Seattle airport. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. This uh, We showed up and they closed the biggest uh, security checkpoint. They were training the dogs that morning. Yeah, it was god awful time in the morning. Yeah, it was three thirty in the morning. 
they that's when our flight was leaving because we went early to go see the Jonas Brothers. Of course. Right. So we did a different flight path than the boys. And um, we showed up at 3.30 in the morning after seeing Aqua. Um, and the dogs were doing training at the biggest security checkpoint that has like 12 stations or whatever. Kick us to a different line. Everybody's in this line. We're panicking a little bit. 20 minutes go by. We don't move. And then this guy comes up to us and is like, oh, well, well I'm going to pull you out of line um, and I can help you. Pulls us out, goes up to this like machine. It's like an American Nexus type of thing, right? Yeah, you yeah. like that fucking fast yeah. line. It's going to be $189 for the year US. Where he's like, you can cancel it though. We'll just get you to the front. We start to go through the process. He realized we're from Canada. <laughs> Sorry, out. You're done. You're out. 20, to the back of the line. Back of the line. 20, he can't do anything for you? No, 20 minutes, uh, half an hour he takes of our time, kicks us to the back of the line. And we're like, fuck. So I ended up missing my plane because of it. And I'm still fighting with um, Air Canada and I haven't gotten a response from this clear thing at all. They have not responded to me at all. And been like, because I was like, hey, this is what happened. And no, I've got no response. Air Canada was basically like, hey, we'll give you like this credit or whatever. And then I got a the voucher for it and it's had zero dollars on it. Ah, those are helpful. <laughs> Here's the voucher for nothing. Literally, that's literally what it felt oh, like a slap to the face, even though that they promised me something. So I'm still dealing with that and the trauma of it all. Cause it was so you just take a pen and you just like went beside the zero, but on the left hand side of it, but like a three zero zero. Yeah. Three hundred bucks. And like Air Canada was like, when I missed it, they were like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to get you on the next flight which was full. So I was the third standby person. Then the next flight to that, they were going to send me to Vegas <gasps> for F1 week too, by Fantastic. the way, eight hour, for eight hours, nine hour layover <laughs> yeah. and then get home midday Tuesday or whatever home. And I, at that point I was so deflated that I was like, I don't even want to go to Vegas. So you're like the last person on our flight. I think, weren't you? I got the last See you flight on our flight. On yeah. your guys's flight. I got the last. Well, who did we fly with, by the way? Alaska. That lady was the funniest. Person. Yeah. Do you see what happened to Alaska Airlines last week? They got their the door bus. flew off, and they didn't tell yeah. the cabin crew and the pilots that that had happened on that plane twice prior. Not that it blew off. That's crazy. Did you also see the 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 uh, the people that were supposed to be sitting in those seats missed their flight because of some issue inside really? the airport? Yeah. They missed their plate. And so it's, those seats were empty? Yeah. They weren't high seats. enough up though. Like when you see the footage of it, it doesn't look like everything's like getting sucked out the door. I don't think they were 30,000 feet when it happened. Yeah. They were on their ascent. I think it's just, the- you're in jello. Have you seen those TikToks where it explains how a plane works? It's you're in jello. Kennedy, you know, I can't go on TikTok and be the end of me. Well, I've never like even the same thing. What? Like the stapler? In jello, the office. Oh yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, you're like the physics of it all is that you're when you're flying in a plane, you're in jello. So you're just moving at a constant speed, but the pressure from underneath the plane and the top of the plane is just keeping you at bay. So I think that's where why keeping me nothing. the person or keeping the fl- the, the plane, plane like level. Plane. I'll just send you the TikTok or the Instagram reel, whatever you prefer. But like, this is, that's how it, that's how the physics behind it work. This is what I've seen online. Again, this could be, not factual, but I've seen it from multiple people. Anyways, I think that's why it didn't suck immediately out as you would think it would. When like they do in the movies. Yeah. Because it's terrifying. It's science to a degree. Anyways, but I think some shit got, fl- got sucked out. Some things, but I think because of just the velocity or whatever of it, but I could be talking completely out of my ass. But Did I they not? They, I thought they had to hold on to a kid. 
What? They had to hold on to a kid for like yeah. 20 minutes, kick and a little plane, fucking like windburn like and shit. Phone that like fell out or something like and that. survived. Yes. An iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the, yeah. uh, the, the case maker is, but if that's not a commercial in like mm-hmm. one week, the whole marketing, comp- uh, whole marketing department's fired. If you ask me. Oh, totally. 16,000 feet out of a plane survived with the baggage thing. Yeah. Like Otterbox, like Otterbox for the life all over with that. Yeah. Oh, totally. (laughs) If they don't do it, marketing team's all gone. Everyone out the door. (laughs) Fire them all. But no, I would have assumed that the door gets blown off. We've seen it on numerous movies. What happened? I'm just explaining the TikTok I saw about the the yellow thing where that's how a plane. Yeah. It didn't look like that bad. And they're like, well, it's 20 minutes. They kind of like just brought it back down again. I was like, like, Fuck, if that thing opens up, if you're like 30,000 feet, you turn that I think that's nose a different down. Let's get down now. now. Not twi- we'll take it down in 25 minutes. Yeah. Not 25. Fuck you. Get the thing down right now. Yeah, hurry. Also, the fact of the map, like the fact because people are like, oh, I'm not like, I'm scared to fly now. I'm scared to fly. I'm like, do you know how many planes are always going? Like, you ever go on flight aware and just see how many planes are it's going? terrifying. There's so many. That's why I'm like, <laughs> the 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 reality of it, that being just like one time that it's, it's worldwide happened. news. Yeah. Like it's a good thing that we know about it, but also there's so many planes going all the time. Cars so. die like crazy, even in intersections, Rick. You'd think that they don't die there's in no intersections, chance. but they do, and then like people minutes, honk at you. Minutes out of the garage. If that happened to planes all the time, no. nobody would take them. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would take. It's them. terrifying, but it is the most. It is the safest form of travel, I believe. Planes. Yes. Yeah. yeah but then there's always a moment though where you're like up at thirty five thousand feet, and like most people are asleep. And then the stewardess comes over and like, would you like a drink? I'm like, oh, maybe I will. Yeah. And then turbulence kicks in and you realize even though there's ice in your glass, <laughs> you're 30,000 feet in the air in a flying death cylinder. And that shit ain't natural. Flying to Hawaii over the ocean is always the scariest thing that I like. I Why? can't really think about it just because you're over the ocean. Like I think if I'm in the, over the intercontinental US or whatever that I'm like, OK, there's an airport or land or something that we could kind of get to. Over the ocean, you're just done. I see. I'd be the other, be I'm again. the other way around. Just because if you crash, I'd rather crash into water than concrete. I know when you're crashing at this rate, they're pretty much the same goddamn thing. You're hitting yeah. it so hard. But you're going to explode on the ground, hit the water. I've seen Castaway. No, but if there's an emergency or if there's like... like And there's... It, see, you should be paying attention to the lady at the front of the plane because there's a flotation device. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not worried in a plane. I no, know there's, there's a, a flotation. tiny little pillow on the no, bottom side of my a, seat yeah, and that will the keep thing me alive the, in the ocean for a week. The, there's a thing with the red straw. If I you can, like pull the... Thing, it help, help. <laughs> it's a whistle too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling great. They got those slides off the yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that too. I'll land that thing on a dime. No problem. If the door opened, like how it did on that Alaska flight over and you're like halfway to Hawaii over the ocean. Like you can't just land. There's no, there's no nothing. There's just water. Right. So it's like, what are you going to do? Turn around, go back to Have you heard of Sully <laughs> landed right in the ocean. No problem. Tom Hanks played him in a movie. Yep. Oh dear no. God. No problem. Yeah. I wouldn't want the other one that's scary is to fly over the Arctic. That's a scary one. Like flying to Iceland and you look over and you can see like Greenland and like Frobisher Bay and like all these weird was that movie where they crashed into the snowy out with the snowy mountains live. Yeah. Terrifying. When they ate each other. Yeah. Terrifying. I hate that. That'd be the best no, part. Thank you. Mm, too cool. Like how long till we get to eat each other? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't good. Good. That. Good. <laughs> I'll stick to my new Ghostbusters. that's coming out in March. I can't wait. Like Ghostbusters Afterlife cast. Yeah. Fantastic. So trailer dropped and we're getting another trailer during the Super Bowl. 
cool. Really? Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Paul Rudd. So good. But and like the cast, yeah. the actual cast, like Dan Aykroyd's coming back. Yeah, like some of the guys are back. Now, now that are they, they see back that it's themselves? good, eh? are they back as themselves? Are they back as like different characters? No, they're but back they're, as themselves. I love it. Yeah. Even so, Bill Murray. Yeah. Money uh, talks. Memory yeah, <laughs> said he'd never appear okay. ever. They're like, mm-hmm. they're will. all back, and it's like, oh, I can't wait. How much did Bill Murray get to be in Ghostbusters? I wonder. Oh, a lot. You don't really hear about him like you used to. Like Bill Murray used to be ninety five. I don't know how old he is. He's old. He like randomly showed up at somebody's wedding and took like a bunch of pictures. Like, like, he used to do wedding. crazy shit like this like all that. the yeah. time. Hilarious. He doesn't have an agent. You have to phone him and leave a message with the movie you want him to do, and he listens to it whenever he feels like and calls you back. That's how they got him to Charlie's Angels. I assume that's dope. They left him a message. Incredible. That was a good movie. He's been a lot around a long time. Yes, it's almost his day coming up. Bill Murray Day. Yeah, well, not his the one from Groundhog Day. That's the yeah, day. Uh, Just over February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Groundhog. That's my dad's birthday. Happy you birthday. say February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Like I just asked you when Christmas Day is. I don't know what Groundhog Day no. is. What am I, a groundhog? You should. No, I don't you believe be looking it. looking forward to that every year. I don't this believe way it. They're going to tell us whether it's spring, six more weeks, or the world's it's ending or something. It's Friday this Bill? year, too. What's the little groundhog name? Pawtucket Bill or something funny? There's, there's I think he would died. Oh, God. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> no, he died. Like uh, there's a new one all the time. We, okay. uh, but not uh, googling it. Pawtucket probably is like a. You think they go double P? Pawtucket Pete. <laughs> Who was our ground? What was our groundhog day? What was our his name? The one we always followed. Nikki Taylor did pass away. <laughs> <laughs> no wait. This is the end of the show when you give all the answers for all the Chrissy questions. Chrissy Taylor. Can we just end it right here? Yeah. Chrissy Taylor? Who the hell is Chrissy Taylor? That's not the... Neither, Rob Neter and I didn't oh date Nikki Taylor. Dated her sister. He's not looking at the groundhogs. No, I didn't. Groundhogs. What happened to Nikki Taylor? Oh, no, not now looking good. The, now this is Heart the devil. condition. Heart condition. So she went too. She gone. Boy, oh boy. 48 years old. When she died? She's older what? than us. Well, I guess that's probably right. We were pretty young at the time. What? It's tough when you like grow up and you, and you see people and you start, you don't really understand age at that point. They're just like, you're watching a movie at 15 and you're watching somebody who's acting as a role at 18 or whatever the hell it is. You don't really consider how old they are. Kind of like we were watching like Luke Perry on. Uh, yeah. 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 And he was like fucking 42. Yep. I think when you're like really little for me like death didn't really enter into like what i was thinking about until i was probably like eight or ten like you aren't even really realizing as a child that people can come and go but you have one family member die and you can get like it's a horrible experience especially if you're small ish right and i think then you just like have a different outlook on life and like changes everything yeah who stays who goes that kind of shit like i feel for robin brownlee's son today 100 16 years old Terrible time. Awful. You get up in the morning, you're like, Jesus Christ, it's cold out. You go off to do whatever it is you're going to do. School. Your dad's passing. Coming away. out of school. Grief is an awful thing. Like, it just, yeah, I can't imagine. You have to find a way. Like, you can have bad shit happen to you. And if you don't figure out a way, like my boy Tony Robbins says, to process it, <laughs> it can overwhelm you. Yeah. It'll, yeah. That's, that stuff will uh, affect you for the rest of your life. Um, good, bad, or indifferent is kind of sort of up to you ish and the people around you and your support group or whatever. But yeah, that stuff will stay with you and it will 
guide you certain ways throughout life now. Well, we talk a lot about post-traumatic stress disorder, yep. but we never talk about pro post-traumatic growth. Sure. So there are people who have really bad shit happen to them who then use it as a springboard to go off mm-hmm. to do better things. Yep. And I think it's the proportion of presidents who lost their dads before the age of 12 is the same as or 18 is the same as people on death row. Same percentage, same percentage, the same percentage of American presidents that have lost a parent. What does that mean? They use it as a springboard to do good things. Post-traumatic growth means you come out of something really stressful and you've grown as a result of it. Yeah. Just saying like the whole same percentage of dads dying before you're 12 or something like, yeah, you go, those are two rather ends of the spectrum, right? (laughs) President or death. Some people turn left. Some people turn right. Yeah. That's crazy. Those odds. Right. But well, it's a fun day, gang. And the fun day, meaning that on bad days, like we did our real life podcast earlier, it was like the shortest one we did, but we got some laughs in. Yeah. And we decided at the last five minutes that we're going to talk about hockey because we figured that's what Robin would want. And guess what happens tonight? I sure would want Weather's game. Yeah. Shelling. I hope. Nine. You think? I think they got nine in them. They got nine in them. Yeah. Maybe. The boys are feeling good right now. What was Kane doing at the game? Who's he with? Yanny. Uh, that was that's, game. Game, eh? yeah. that's a funny game the NBA is so terrible and they were joking that that was the NBA finals last night it was Detroit against San Antonio it's the two worst teams on earth yeah but they had the fucking nine Wimby. foot yeah the nine foot alien the alien yeah man his arms like it's one thing to be that tall it's another thing to have his arms eight he has foot. like an extra elbow like he's got a his whole... wingspan is eight feet that's wow we were talking about this last night that's what I know Oh, he leads the league like, in blocks. How you know? did you just? Yeah, no, we were literally talking about this last night. I remember talking. My buddy's like, hey, seven four. He's got a wingspan of like six foot eight. And I was like, there's no chance. Like, your wingspan, norm for normal your people, your wingspan's your height. He's like, no, no. I was like, trust me, I know this. <laughs> My wingspan is like fucking four inches taller than I am. <laughs> Um, really got long arms? Oh, yeah. Cool. They like drag on the, my knuckles drag on the ground sometimes. I've never seen That's that. why I like the winter because the snow, it makes it nicer than dragging on concrete. <laughs> I can't believe that's true. That's true. Well, Wemby got an extra that's elbow. He got two elbows. It's like this. That's There's crazy. another Frenchman. That's not racist. No. He's from France. It's fine. That's apparently Wemby again. Come on, the number one, one. They're saying the number one draft pick or top five or something again is going to be this French giant. Okay, you know what? Steroids I'll- in France are becoming a problem. <laughs> it's aliens, man. You think it's the aliens? Thousand percent. Okay, now I don't know if we did talk about those last week. The uh, Miami Mall. I was just going to ask the no, Miami Mall. We should talk about. It. Yeah. What do you think that was? That wasn't an alien. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What do you mean? Whoa. I think I hear- you don't know this? I don't think so. Okay, so there is. So you go back. It's like sometime after January first. Um, there's this deal in at a oh, big I mall in Miami, and there's a trillion fucking cop cars there. So. What they say it was there are fifty juvenile, fifty juveniles hitting each other with sticks. That's so Miami. Mm-hmm. But anyways, go on. So, uh, but now you've got people here, there, and everywhere saying, well, one guy's like, my dad works with the cops. He, like, he's running to be the next guy. And he asks his dad on FaceTime. And dad's like, we, we can't talk about that. <laughs> like, dad was an alien. We can't talk about it. So you think you want to talk about it. Then there's another guy who's like, hey, listen, I've lived in this area for fucking whatever, a trillion years. And on so-and-so day, my internet went out. It was out for They like cut the power. Hours. The power went out for the whole region, right? Yeah. And then, so then there's like, there's like the, apparently there were eight to 10 foot glowing objects or something like that. So there are eight to 10 foot. But how can there be no video, video footage of this? Yes. I don't know. But I mean, there's 
people piling out of the malls. They are sprinting. Is it a men in black situation where they confiscated everything and you have to? You can't though. I mean, I saw a lady. And maybe the fucking neuralizer. Was... Take, maybe the neuralizer affects your phone. I mean, if there's a higher power out here that. But if you're. 11 million cops in Miami responding to a mall. You don't have neuralizers and these types of things. They don't. Who knows what's out there? I have 11 million cops. They don't know what's going on, but you have four MIB agents. They know what's going on. Will Smith. Okay. You know, the subway, this is very related on Jasper Avenue, right near the Telus building. You know, or sorry, ATB building. Yes. The tall building right across the street. There's a subway. Right by the, the LRT or the sandwich place? The sandwich place. Okay. Okay. So I'm in there, probably have my briefcase. Obviously. Eating lunch. And something happens and all of a sudden we're behind police lines. So cops come running up, tape, subway, not allowed to leave. Shit's you, going down. They give you an extra sandwich? No, but I'm like, I'm going to go get involved and deputize myself and see what's going on. What I have need? a briefcase. So I'm out <laughs> and, the, and the cop's like, you're not allowed to leave. I'm like, that's fine. And this kid walks up to the cop. Kid with a backpack on. He's like, hey, you're not allowed in there. And this kid pulls out a fucking badge. Shut up. And goes, this is my sector. And walked right past the cop. The cop was like, salute. I was like, what the fuck did I just witness? This is my sector. And he pulled out and like the kid was wearing, you're going to go put this on. uh, You're going to go say this on a podcast. It's going to go on. I'm not worried about shit. I didn't say what year it was. Maybe next week if he's still around. No, but just, (laughs) I saw a glimpse of something that I shouldn't have seen in that moment. I knew like that kid had more pull than the cop. And I, I could be sitting beside that kid on an imaginary bus every morning. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> In the moment, if you see something you shouldn't see, it's so jarring that I swear in 2024, people's first reactions is to video it. No, 100%. Yeah. So I wouldn't say because of those two things, because I don't think everyone's been through what you went through there, but I think everyone just tapes shit, just tape shit to tell shit. To you can't shit. have eight foot glowing orbs in a Miami mall. Without video, no, and I agree. With that well, then another guy's like, "Hey, watch that!" And he's like, he's he's pointed his camera down towards the action and goes up into the sky. And there's like three circles, and there they go. But is that real? I don't know. It's so hard to say. It's tough. Did you see that? There was a video going around of uh, the New New Year's Eve, the ball in New York, and this girl put a TikTok out that uh, one of the fireworks hit the ball. And it was going viral. She faked it. She faked the entire video and came out with a whole how she like planned to fake it all and how she edited it and everything. And it went viral. I hate deep fakes. I hate getting tricked by them all, man. There was one this morning. I saw it looked like Chinese Elon Musk dancing in front of a cyber truck. And I was like, I don't know if that's really Elon. (laughs) That's that's the thing with the Internet now is that you have to know when to like what's like you have to think twice sometimes. Like, I don't know. It's you always have to think. Harder, I feel like. But they don't want us to think twice. Who's they? Mm-hmm. Do you know exactly. what project? Do you know what? We should close on this. How are we doing for time? How are we You're doing? At, uh, this is an hour and a half. Oh, of course it is. I'll finish with Project Blue Beam. Oh, yeah. I got to start my car. It's very cold. Do you want to go start it right now? Oh, yeah. Go on. Come back. This is a four hour podcast. That's no problem. I'll wait to talk about Project Blue Beam. The listeners will wait too. So I just got a car started this year. I've run into the two most predictable issue. So it's a standard, right? So you have to do a certain sequence 
in order to uh, so it works. Okay. So you got to like you park, you put it in. No, you let you, you so you park, you take your foot off the or you park, put it in neutral, take your foot off the clutch, and then park brake. So that's the technique. You have to hold the button. You're good to go. You have to hold the button to arm it before you get out. Yeah. So you do the whole the technique. Park brake up. Press the button. So it beeps like it just did. Then you're good to go. Get out. It'll turn off and lock and all that shit. So of course I didn't do it the first time. I'm like, fuck, forgot. Damn it. Okay, cool. So this time, this after this morning, I parked. I'm like, okay, good. I got the podcast to do this afternoon. No problem. And then the second issue today, when I so I started it, probably cool, cool, got in the vehicle. Freezing fucking cold inside still. Because when I parked, I had the heat off. I turned the fan off. So you gotta turn the fan back oh on first. God. Car starter problems? Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. I, I learned my two mistakes. I think those are the two big mistakes yeah. I'll have to go through. I won't make them again. It's trial and error all the time. Yeah. Having uh, it is a godsend, though. I took a Uber here today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I own two, two BMWs. Uh, <laughs> okay. Mm. Now hold our, hold our water here. Project Blue Beam is a conspiracy theory. Maybe. Mm. In, that originated in the 1990s. According to the theory, the United States government, in collaboration with NASA, is planning a false flag operation in which they will simulate an extraterrestrial invasion using advanced technology to establish a new world order. Right? Thinking, and Ronald Reagan once said this in front of the United Nations in New York, that he thinks the only thing that would unite the world would be a threat from extraterrestrials. So in the conspiracy theory world, they are agog thinking that at some point they're going to fake some sort of alien craziness. Isn't there literally a section in the UN that's literally dedicated to alien, like eventually when aliens like come that they have a whole thing mapped out. Like there's literally like, like really three people in a room that have, that's their job is to just be prepared for it. Only three. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Okay, good. Like, Any aliens today? I you want to like, cut out early and go have a beer? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're just prepared. Don't call us if the aliens come. We'll be all right. <laughs> so I love my number. Told him to give me a text if something pops up. Well, when I saw this thing in Miami and then Project Bluebeam trending on Twitter, I was like, mm. I don't think they, I, I don't know if, I wonder. There was a new one today. It would have to be like a serious invasion, but it'd have to be from all around the world. We'd all have to be hit around the same time or threatened. No, no, no. You just need one alien to land in one place. We'll take it to be an invasion and blow the hell out of this thing. Oh, yeah. What the fuck do Europeans care? They don't give a shit about them. If it happened in Europe, we're over here watching it on Twitter and that's it. The memes would be incredible. If there was a comet coming in to kill us all, the memes about the comet would be the best. Oh, I think about the submarine, however, all of us are going to hell for laughing all of that. Like when that weather balloon, how the internet was just the funniest the thing. Kid? Uh, what? The weather balloon? That oh, was not like, balloon. No, so, so the, there was a time when they, they hooked a kid up to like a balloon and he started floating away Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the Chinese spy balloon they shot. Yeah, yeah now I know. That, yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, like just like we're all going to hell. We know that, but it's just so funny. Oh, I love the internet when it comes together in those like moments of chaos. I love it when we're wrong. Like oh, when we convince yeah. ourselves Corey Perry's mom or <laughs> Corey Bernard's mom got married to Corey Perry or we convince ourselves that Otani was on that jet and we're just completely <laughs> out to lunch. <laughs> the Otani one was good. That was Everybody was in on that one. Oh my God. The fact that his agents did that is just. Yeah. Apparently he just How much of what much. we see is fake. That, yeah. Way too much. Project Blue Book. Look it up. It's aliens. Shit is real. I hope you edit out my name. I have Will. Sick. Sorry, listeners. But thanks for listening to Real Life. This is a Jay. long one. Yeah. yeah. Ho- hockey game starts in a half hour. Hockey game yeah. starts in a half an hour. Go Oilers. We'll see you later. This episode of Wanya's World is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. 
We got a location in Airdrie. We got one location in Calgary and one more coming, Beacon Heights. Download episodes of Wanye's World at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify.